about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> I've got so many beverages in my hands. I've got coffee. I've got seltzer. Earlier today... I had more seltzer. Uh, Usually I have tea when we record our podcast. Yeah, usually if we have a guest come over, you say, he wants some tea. Yeah, did you want some tea? I've got chamomile. How do you pronounce it? Chamomile? Chamomile? I ask everybody that comes to our apartment. This is a first. I'm going to need you to turn yourself down a little bit. Oh, I'm a little loud. This is a first here on the Who Cares podcast. (laughs) Do you need your own voice down or just my voice? Just yours. Wow. It's coming in. Hot and Hot. heavy. <laughs> yeah. It's... Like when I did my throwback move, it was because you, when you first started talking, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, you sound low to me. Interesting. Somebody's been turning my knobs. <laughs> Somebody's fooling with his knobs. How does my volume sound now for you? Good. Still too loud? Nope. Better. Do you need yourself any louder? <laughs> Never. These are the important questions, everybody. We hope we've answered them. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. A diva is a female version of a hustler. Of a hustler. Of a hustler. So we just were watching the Beyonce documentary, and we are ready to change the world. I don't know about that, but it's making me feel a lot of things. Yeah, you're feeling very inspired. Before we get too deep into this, this might be somebody's first time ever listening to the Who Cares About Ross and Patrick podcast. And we'll just say hello. My name is Patrick Holbert. I'm a comedian (laughs) and I married Ross Aaron Martineau. Here she is, Ross Aaron Martineau. Here she is. The woman of your dreams, your fantasy come true. There she is. (laughs) Walking down the street. See, I've been li- fires on her tail. I've been watching Beyonce. That's like I'm just believing in myself. You're breaking into song. Yeah, I'm breaking into song, and I'm like believing in myself as just this like unstoppable woman. You are an unstoppable woman. Uh, who are you? So you're my wife. We got married a couple years ago. This is an interesting take. We're just we're like. I just think this could be somebody's first episode they've ever tuned into. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Hi, that's how we do it at our 12-step meetings when somebody's like, this is my first time here. You go, welcome. Hi, welcome. 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 Keep coming back. And sometimes if that person is right behind me or right next to me, I'll extend a hand for a fist bump or a handshake. Seen it. Like, hey, (laughs) hey man, welcome. If it's a man. Hey, hey. If it's what we perceive as male presenting person, Mm -hmm. you do a fist bump or a handshake. And if it's a lady, I just pinch her on the butt. Full eye roll. Yep. Full 360. Uh, who are you? You have to say who you are. Okay, what's okay, your deal? Okay, okay, what's okay, what's okay, Who okay, are you, okay, hon? Okay. I'm Ross Aaron Martineau. I am a wardrobe stylist. I am a yoga teacher. I am an extrovert, uh, sometimes introvert. I am your wife. I am a feminist. I have hairy pits. I am... A witch? A witch. I am a sister To David, I am a daughter to Paul and Jane. Wow. We didn't need all that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding you now. I'm just kidding you now. I'm surprised uh, you went so deep into the secret voice that we have around the house. Did I? Yeah, you did. I mean, let me live. It's cute. Beyonce's homecoming, okay? I'm homecoming. Yeah, she's home. She came home. I came home. 
How many times have you seen the film now? This must be your, what, 20th or 30th no, time? No, that was only, this was my, the beginning of my second viewing. But you've listened on Spotify, right? Oh, I'm listening to it on Spotify incessantly. Yeah. It, like, makes me feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about Beyonce's album Homecoming on Spotify slash the concert film on Netflix. I listened to the album for the first time on my way home from a gig with Jacob Williams. And by the end of the ride home, I felt like we were two fabulous black women. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of straight and narrow white dudes just really feeling mm -hmm. the homecoming. Well, there was know? no physicality to feeling it. I think we were each quietly feeling it there and was experiencing like it in our own way. an index finger that was just like, Going up and down. And I, I was rhythmically bopping my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to do that. I gotta I gotta feel the beat. I like to do that. <laughs> I like to do that. I was just doing some very uh approximated Beyonce Knowles dance moves in our living room before we started the podcast. And yes. You were turned on. We should do some video footage of that later, maybe. We can do that. That would be pretty good, I think. We are recording video for what reason? Who knows? Oh, maybe one day this will see the internet. One day you'll see us. This will be part of our homecoming documentary. Mm -hmm. uh, this is our second week in a row, just us recording, huh? Yeah. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel like I've missed you. I, I, we recorded, we posted it, and then we went on a trip. And I saw you for like 10 hours on Sunday. Yeah. And then I didn't see you again until... We had that awkward recording sesh on Saturday, which we, we pushed through. Yeah, episode 40, everybody. It's a real... Oh my God, was that 40? Real piece of shit episode. No, it wasn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just being self-deprecating. It was not a piece of shit, I everyone. guess it's mean to be self-deprecating when you're dragging someone else into the self-deprecation. Yeah. yeah. I'm checking to see what number it was. I believe it was episode 40. I actually would love if that was 40 because it felt very like this is a married couple trying to work together welcome to episode 40 <laughs> this is 40 this is 40 yeah it felt like um a next level turning point depth of uh of connection with our audience and our fans um and also this in from um number one number two fan depending on who you're asking david martineau uh he loved it he did. He did love it. This is the first time I'm hearing that. Yes, I'm sorry. You asked me earlier and I forgot that. <laughs> I was literally like, has anybody said anything to you about last week? You're like, nope, not a one. I guess I forgot that I didn't tell you that. I, You know, we've been living bizarre time travel, kind of OA, the Netflix show OA type of lives. I don't you know? know what that means. <laughs> Nobody, I don't think it means anything. Is I'm anybody just, even watching it? Me. You love the OA on Netflix. I do. You know, I'm on a spiritual journey yeah. and yeah. the OA is talking to me. Uh, my OA slash Beyonce. Well, it's not mine because I don't even know if I liked it. I just watched Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> I don't think Netflix. you did like it, did you? <laughs> I don't know really what happened or what any of it means. It's just it's a lot of cartoon characters running around blowing stuff up. There's some cool stuff. I like Josh Brolin as the bad guy. Uh, he was just the voice of it, right? I think it's his facial structure is but loosely. But was he like in a green suit, like recording the moves? No, do we think? I, I bet. I, well, I think there was a lot of green screen stuff going on. But it wasn't him. 
I I think so. I think it was. I think you they think were on a sound him. stage. There was also, um, you know, this the little person from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. <laughs> He's in the movie. Him and Thor have some moments. Yeah, what the hell is he doing in that movie? He helps Thor build a hammer, an axe, a new axe for battle. Oh, uh, you know what? That's interesting. That's a cross. I mean, there's like some myth- mythical crossover mm-hmm. uh, in that show, American Gods, that I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, Thor does come into play just as like a backstory. He's the son of the main guy, Mr. Wednesday. Yeah. And they refer to them as dwarves, not PC. Uh, but dwarves are who help them create their their weapons. Wow. Yeah. So the, I guess that's a thing. Like the Keebler elves are the ones that make the, the <laughs> axes. So wrong. Should we open these blinds? You want more light? I want a little I'm more a little light, but I, it if, it, blow if, out if the it blows, video. if it blows well, out the see. video for no, that no one's going to see. Let's see. I've got a little monitor here. Cause I just feel like you're, you're in the dark. Oh, and I don't want to live in the dark. Don't Not live any in longer. The door, Not any longer. Yeah, this is fine. Who cares? It's fine. Um, what else was I going to say to you? Oh, Avengers, well, you, brought you up, didn't like it. You brought up mythology. Here's what I want to say. I don't want to be a comic book movie hater because no. I know people love people Enjoy. love these movies. Enjoy. People have an attachment to them from childhood with comic books and things like that. And, you know, I love uh, the Beastie Boys. Sure. And for some people, they're like, that's so lame. Like, <laughs> they suck. Like, Is anyone? saying that there's people that they can't like it's just not their thing um or like i don't know what else am i passionate about <laughs> oh, the passion. i'm trying to think of what else i'm passionate about uh systems yeah i love systems true uh, crime i guess is not for everybody no it's not for me uh not for you so I don't, i'm not gonna come on here and just like crap on the avengers no but i think what happened is i got like like there's so much hype about the new Avengers movie then I'm like well maybe it would be fun to go see but it's like is the marketing working on me because like I've never seen a movie have so many people use the language of like don't share spoilers oh have you noticed that on your feeds you're not a Facebook person anymore no not really and like definitely like anything I'm following on Instagram which is what I check more frequently literally has nothing to do with that because like every post about the new Avengers movie is like screw everybody that's posting spoilers don't spoil it if you're gonna post about it don't spoil it and I'm like I I can't remember a movie that people were that concerned about spoilers about I roll I roll (laughs) and I'm just like (laughs) uh uh oh so i started getting caught up into that i'm like well what's so exciting that's gonna get spoiled like do i need to see this movie it's a russian hack i think it is a russian hack and i think people these marketers know how to get people talking about stuff and then next thing you know we're like obsessed with some brand like there's that's very true because there's a lot of branding in these types of movies too well the brand the marvel brand itself like somebody said there's 22 movies that led up to this new one that came out god and it's like insane how much we spend on these brands whether it's the mo- going to the movie itself or the toys related to it or the apparel the clothes yeah the, yeah yeah that's the, true uh the the merch the sex hot, toys hot merch you know the thanos uh double-sided dildo the what's thanos uh, the iron man um clit rubber you know there's like a lot of sex toys what's 
Thanos. Thanos is the Josh Brolin character. Ah. The purple Thanos double-sided tilt-o. <laughs> Could you imagine a line of sex toys based on Marvel? The Batman. Yeah, they probably exist. They're just not like Marvel certified. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're... I'm sure there's like some fucking nerds out there that are doing like Marvel Avenger sex yeah, toys. Yeah. Or sex moves. Ooh. Honey, I'm about Cape to give play. you Thor's hammer. Okay. Cape play. Cape play? Yeah, Cape play. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to, to, we love Cape May. We go to Cape May and then we do Cape play. Yes. On vacation. Yes, that is what vacay. we do. Great. <laughs> I just really, uh, I love a rhyme and oh, a pun. Oh. So satisfying sometimes. <laughs> anyway, that's what I watched. I watched that. And Beyonce, and uh, now I'm I feel fired up. Who's more of a superhero? Be honest. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce is a real deal superhero, isn't she? My God, the way she assembled all those amazing, talented people, like that was her. That was her Infinity War. That show. <laughs> I think- oh, last point I want to make. I just want to say, mythology has served a purpose in literature for centuries. Sure. And people do get attached to these mythological figures and it helps people process stories in a deeper way. So I'm not going to shit on Marvel and the Marvel universe because for some people, especially now, like there's people that are going to be raised on it. Uh, you got to, there's something very sad about that. I know, I know, but I guess I just, you just gotta have some, listen, I'm all for entertainment. As we know, I'm a full blown TV entertainment junkie. Mm -hmm. However, like we have to bring, uh, analytical thought into the mix Mm -hmm. and perspective, you know, like let's not lose perspective on the fact that like this is still entertainment it's marketing it's capitalism it's like all of these things that like by choosing to be into all of these things you're like partaking in all of these systems Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one must one must think about these oh they must they must (laughs) take it into account uh, uh, Black Panther's heavily involved in uh, in this, the one I watched at mm. least. I don't know if it is in the new one. You yeah, love Black Panther. Yeah, for like the obvious reasons though, you know? And I mean, truly, I don't know if I can um, quite get across the weight of seeing powerful women and the impact that it has on me still as like a grown woman. So like black Panther, yes, like black Panther was a man, but Mm -hmm. there were like so many powerful women in that movie that, and that was like a real focal point of the movie. Same with, same with infinity war, uh, his like right hand lady with the, she's got this like bow staff that she like shreds people up with. It's a woman. It's a woman of color. She's amazing, but she has more screen time than the Black Panther. In. Oh, the woman that was in Black Panther yeah, from yeah. I think she's from Walking Dead. That actress, right? Oh yes, it is. Yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's fucking badass. Yeah, she woman. has more like moments in the movie I watched today. Uh, 
But yes, and you were, that's where you went with Beyonce today. You were over here on the couch crying her damn eyes out, <laughs> watching a woman with power just slaying it. Well, but also I feel like the movie represents what a matriarchy looks Which like. Which movie? Homecoming. Beyonce's the Beyonce documentary. Homecoming. Okay. <laughs> um, like it was her vision. She's in charge. She makes all the final decisions. But at least how she talks about it, obviously she's very in control of like what is being come across. But I choose to believe that she is like a good person that yeah. knows how to collaborate with people. And, you know, the way that she's talking about all of these people that she hired to be a part of the show and how much gratitude she has for them. And she's like encouraging these like young black people. Like it's just really moving. Yeah. You know, and she she recognizes that she has a lot of power and influence and like she is choosing to bring. Like her performance is about all these different issues and bringing black culture to Coachella, as mm. she put it. And I was just like, this is what a fucking matriarchy looks like, bitch. Yeah. What what is going to happen if a true make matriarchy was? Because that's not really what feminists want. They don't want to like take over, right? <laughs> In a matriarchy. Um, I mean, it's. I don't even know how to respond to that entirely. <laughs> like, because a matriarchy is not, yes, it's about women being in charge, but I think this idea of taking over is coming from a place of toxic masculinity and a patriarchal view. Mm. So, like, in a matriarchy, people aren't taking over, they're leading powers of example but also there's probably a much more nurturing element and a um uh disbursement of power that we don't necessarily see in a patriarchy mm. does that sound like something so like if, <laughs> so like if elizabeth warren becomes our president uh -huh. are we now in a matriarchy i'd like to call it that although there's still like so many men in power uh, that serve to um just continue the the terrible cycle of toxic masculinity like i truly believe that if we were to have a matriarchy uh it would require more than just a woman president obviously but uh it would be such a drastic change from how we experience life could you imagine going from trump to elizabeth warren oh my god please please divine source like hear us now my god please you want to burn some sage or something say a spell <sighs> um are you being antagonistic or provocative no i get i'm just just thinking of you talking about beyonce's concert film is what a matriarchy would look like I guess I'm just curious what exactly that means. And I'm just curious 
what uh and it just got me thinking what it what would our country be like as a matriarchy i mean to me it like why i kept i kept saying like oh this is what a matriarchy looks like a l- throughout the film they talk to a lot of the other people that were involved and like a lot of the men that were involved and they were just like, I want to support this woman's vision. Like she is fucking awesome. She believes in us. Like we love her. We want to celebrate her. She brought us into this. Like I I'll do whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, like I just believe in her, you know? And like the product, which is this insane performance like speaks to that right like it's fucking over 200 people on stage that are all like seamlessly interwoven and performing it you can tell they're all having so much fun all because like this woman was like i want to do this insane performance you know and she literally was in charge like she made final decisions on everything yeah so i don't know that's a stunning piece of artwork and if you haven't seen it we (laughs) Loved it. She's Five just, stars. She's just a queen, okay? Um, no, I wasn't pushing buttons. I'm literally, I was just asking a playful question, that's all. Oh, playful. Yeah, let's get playful, everybody. I mean, you want a matriarchy, don't you? What sort of questions do you, you guys have? Women. Let's you get love women. You love women being in charge. Yeah. Yeah, tell me what to do. <laughs> you see the problems with toxic masculinity, don't you? Yeah, they're embedded in my soul. I know. I wish I could think of a good example of something I did or said recently that was toxically masculine. Probably that last dump I took. Oh! Hmm. Hey! <laughs> oh! Guys, we're a little rusty. We just got back in the studio together. We've been separated all week. I didn't think we were rusty. I think we're doing a great job. Well, I, that's my second joke of the of the hour <laughs> that has fallen totally flat. I'm rusty, y'all. Yeah, you take ownership of your rustiness. I'm fucking doing great over here. I'm drinking right. seltzer. I'm watching Beyonce. Had a nice Sunday with you. We walked around outside. We're reconnecting. Yeah. Just fucking get a grip. Okay? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, and why don't you tell us about what your week was like? Well, my week started on Easter Sunday with my wife and my Mm in-laws in New London, Connecticut. Oh, beautiful. I love New London, Connecticut. Do you? I had a beautiful Easter meal cooked by Paul Sr. Nope. Paul Paul, Jr. Just Paul. He's officially Paul Jr., actually. (laughs) Your dad cooked some amazing food, an amazing salmon. Yes. Some roasted veggies. Mm. Uh, what were the sides? No, no roasted veggies. Uh, a fingerling and sweet potato au gratin. Oh, that was great. Yes, that was fucking good. That was like the star of the yeah, show. Yeah, it was. There's a couple uh, cheeses in there and asparagus with some sort of yogurt olive, mustard. No, olive, olive tapenade. Tapenade uh, or or relish. It was like an olive yeah. relish of some kind that was then. All over that. And then we're drinking sassy water. And we were drinking sassy water. That's what cucumber and lemon. Cucumber, lemon, Mint. lime, ginger. Oh, yeah. But Your I don't mom know makes it, was, it real sassy. It's very sassy. Oh, that water's like, drink me. <laughs> I've got ginger. My dad also let, let me know uh, that his crush 
on the Queer Eye guys have gone from tan to Anthony. They've shifted. It's shifted. Uh, there's been a crush shift. There's been a crush with shift. With your heterosexual father Correct. on the Queer Eye Correct. men. Okay. He is like, we joke all the time. My mom loves to say this inappropriate line that uh, she's like, oh, your dad was definitely gay in another life. He he's just I, the way I, we've phrased it is that your dad is the bitchiest queen in your family. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but then when you say that, my dad's like, oh, shut up. And then he's like, he's like, sis, that's what he calls me. Sis, by the way, my crush has changed from tan to Anthony. And I'm like, <laughs> dad, you're really not helping your case at all. So he yeah. loves playing into it and being cheeky. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's cute. He's cute. We had a nice time. Very nice meal. And then we went to the beach. Yeah, we had a and nice beach a troll. We went on a wookie beach. We went on a wookie beach. On Waterbury Beach. What beach is that? <laughs> Ocean Beach. Ocean Beach, New London, Connecticut. It's a bit of a redundant name if you think about it. Yeah, the ocean is where the beach is. <laughs> I've always thought that. Well, sometimes it's a rocky cliffside when it reaches the ocean. I oh, guess. at this beach? We got the ocean. Yeah. What do y'all got? Yeah. Okay. Aren't some beaches on lake sides? Those are not beaches. Those beaches don't exist on a lake. Fucking dirt hills. That's <laughs> yeah. You're going to the lake. You're going to the lake. You're going to the pond. You're not going to the beach. Went to the beach, had a nice walk, and we just chatted. Mm-hmm. Watched your parents hold hands. It was cute. It was very loving. They were very cute. At one point, I... Your dad scared me. There was a skateboarder out there. (laughs) Skateboarding on the boardwalk, which is not good for skateboarding. I was a skater and I know what surfaces are ideal and a boardwalk is not ideal. With a huge empty open parking lot available to this kid. I don't know why he was on the boardwalk. So he's clattering down the boardwalk on his stupid skateboard, attempting tricks. All right, old man. (laughs) He's kick flipping. He's zipping and zapping. And he... Goes for a kickflip. The board goes down, lands upside down. He does not land the trick. And your dad (laughs) says, probably just under his breath, but it sounded like he was full on heckling the kid. Yeah. To you, it sounded like he was yelling in the kid's face. (laughs) And your dad goes, nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I don't want to fight a teenager today. I'm like, all we need is a fucking deck to the face, you yeah. know? I, I, I just deck, don't want to... Deck, is that f- what they call it? Yeah, it's a deck. Yes. And then you got the trucks, <laughs> and then you got the wheels, got the bearings. Okay. <laughs> you got some grip tape. Bring us back. Yeah, just like, give us the whole breakdown. I know all this because I remember when I was obsessed with becoming a skateboarder, I discovered how expensive it was because as a kid, like a hundred or more dollars to b- purchase something like that is a lot of money. And trying to convince my mom Ugh. that like there's a difference between the skateboards <sighs> at the skate shop versus the, ones at Walmart. the Walmart or slash Caldor. We had we went Caldor, to Caldor. Yes, bitch. Oh god, free the, Walmart. The skateboards at Caldor were fully <laughs> Caldor. assembled, but they were garbage and yeah, of course. unusable they were for little kids yeah and having to explain that it's you got to get Ugh. the more expensive ver- oh gives me so much anxiety I, thinking about now yeah 
I really feel that. That resonates deep within me. And this kid on Ocean Beach doing his kickflips doesn't land it. Your dad says nailed it. And I'm thinking, God knows what kind of financial burden this poor guy <laughs> has been through. And what if that heckle from your father the is the queen. last straw? Next thing you know, we're on Ocean Beach <gasps> oh my getting God. beaten down. A family of four beaten down <laughs> by a 16-year-old boy. Who has to explain to his mom why he needs new grip tape. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, I don't think the kid heard your dad. No, and he definitely everything did not. Everything was fine. He definitely did not. But that is where I, you know, I get my rapier wit and oh shop tongue from Paul Jennings, Martin O. Jr. Yeah, you two can really... Couple of cunts. Cut a person down. Couple of cunts. <laughs> uh, so we go for a walk, then we come home, and then we had a very good... Dessert. What did we have though? Oh, coconut cake. Oh, that coconut cake that Jane made. My mom is out like, of the box, but it looked yeah, it looked stunning. She, she kept saying she was like, first time making a cake in a while. And we were like, oh, like homemade. No, it's not gonna hide. And I'm like, well, those you like, regardless of how long it's been, like those two, usually turn out fine. Two eggs, quarter <laughs> cup of oil. It's gonna come out. Oh, first time making a cake in a while. <laughs> For some. She did a great job, though. This cake, the presentation, it had toasted coconut on the inside between the two layers and then just fresh shredded coconut and on the outside. And cream cheese frosting, which was the thing that truly oh, made it sing. Man, yeah. that was a delicious cake. I love a cream cheese frosting. I really do. I love a cream <laughs> cheese frosting. That's what it sounds like. I, <laughs> I, my mouth is full of cream cheese frosting. Oh, I, I just love, love cream cheese frosting. I just love when it mixes with my saliva and it's running down my <laughs> chin. And I let it drip right into my cup of coffee. And then you, I mix it in and it's, I, all of a sudden I've got a creamy cup of coconut coffee. Mm. Because my favorite time of day is night. <laughs> Lauren Bacall, 1978. Who knows? Was it Lauren Bacall? It was Lauren Bacall. I can't remember what the name of the instant coffee was, though. My favorite time of day is night. <laughs> we are now referencing other podcasts, referencing other commercials. It's a hit. It's a hit. Um, Just Google Lauren Bacall instant coffee commercial and do yourself the favor of watching every commercial that pops up because it is fucking amazing. So we go on a walkabout, we have our coffee and a cake, and then, and then you have to go home. I. <laughs> it was so sad. You have to go home. That's when you had to go home. You had to get on. I brought you to the train. Yeah. I watched you get on a train. I took four trains to get home. Oh, my God. Amtrak to Metro North to the 456 to the L. So you're counting two different subways as two different trains. Yes, that's legitimately true. It's legitimately true. I had to go to I each, had to walk. It was a each train had to be transferred to. Yeah. All right. I was I, you're right. It's four trains. You also had to take a car from your house. I drove you there. And I then, had to take and a then car I almost, from my house. Yeah, like you got in a car to go to the train station in New London. Oh, yeah. So we had five modes of transportation. Oh, together. now you're pushing it. But yes. Um, I was so... Uh, and then you went to a shitty meeting in Groton, Connecticut. Yeah, I went to a 12-step meeting where, wow. Uh, it was fine. There were a few nice people there, but there were some people you and I met there seven years ago. Quote, unquote, met. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's a way these things are supposed to work, and the, the something seems amiss. Something I I think this is a rogue meeting. I don't think it's in sanctioned. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think. But those, we found it on like the intergroup website. Didn't like we? I can't believe these two guys are still in charge of it. That's not how this, this is, is supposed to work. But also, that's like small town AA, probably right. Like. I didn't say that's what kind of meeting I went to. Oh, shit. I didn't say that. Sorry. I didn't say that's what I went to. Bleep it. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. Anyway, yeah, I went to that. It was fine. I got my medicine. I got my medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, part of the medicine is just going to, like, check out from life for an hour, you know? I suppose. And there was there was a couple of men who spoke that I uh, I really liked who were celebrating anniversaries and things like that. Uh, but I missed you because then I went back home to your parents' house to sleep <laughs> yes. in your childhood bedroom yes. for the night. Yes. And uh, that was new for me. Weird, right? Yeah, totally weird. Trip. You're like, this is where she cried herself to sleep many a night over however many crushes. Mm. You know, discovered masturbation. Wow. Watched, you know. I wish I thought about that more. I would have gotten turned on. (laughs) I There was a part of me that I was like, I wonder if he's going to jerk off in my. But of course you wouldn't because you're like way too high strung to have my parents on like the other side of the wall. You really think that? Wow. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I could do like a ninja. I'm not scared. I'm doing wow. it right now. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Hands free? Holy I get, shit. I get these thighs rubbing together. Ew. All kinds of friction. So then you slept at my childhood home. Yep. And, and then, then I got up in the morning and oh, hung yes. out with your dad. Yeah, had a nice breakfast Mornings with my dad. Mornings with PJ. Ugh, he loved it, he I'm made, sure. He made a roasted plum and yogurt breakfast for me. He loves it. How give good him, is that? Give him a reason to make something look a little fancier than it normally oh, is, you know? So good. And then we watched Kelly and Ryan. Ofs. We watched Kelly and Ryan and flipped between that and what else? My dad is the OG metrosexual. Remember that term? Yeah. That's him. He really identified with that term when like it was he, kicking around. Like he grooms properly. <laughs> he he's grooms. He's considered, he's like. Uh, he's concerned with intelligent clothing and presentation in all forms. He keeps up with politics and the news cycle. He loves pop culture, pop music, you know. Yeah. Metrosexual. OG metrosexual, bringing it back. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Uh, sure it's problematic in some way, but. Nah. Nah. Uh, Nah. But yeah, we had a nice time. (laughs) And uh, and then I and then I hit the road. You hopped in the car and you hit the road, baby. Up to Portland, Maine. Which, like, who even knows what that accent is? It's like somewhere past a Boston accent. Oh yeah. Well, the Mainers. You got the Mainers, Mainers up by the port. The port. They live the up by the port. Old port. Uh, and then I went. Or was to, it Park? I was in <laughs> New Hampshire on uh, Wednesday, so I chose in Portland Tuesday night show in new hampshire wednesday night show back in portland thursday night and then boston friday night so i was driving all over new england yeah and i heard many different versions of that accent yeah new hampshire perhaps it varies a little bit right new hampshire sounded like uh real like a mixture of like like redneck and 
New England somehow. Uh, and yeah, I'm just like, we all know we're in America, right? Like, oh, they they definitely know they're in America. Yeah. They're flying all kinds of flags, probably. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of guys at the meeting I went to in New Hampshire on motorcycles with no helmets. Oh, Cause, they because they live free and die on their motorcycles because they they're die. not wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Connecticut loves that too. They love a no helmet. But with that said, I had. All week, I met the best people, super cool people, super fun crowds, good times, uh, and I love it up there. I love, I loved Manchester, New Hampshire. And my who'd first you time. stay with, though? Oh, my God. I got to stay with some of our favorite people yes, on the planet. our very favorite. Heather and Dan and Veda. Oh, my God. I love this family. We love them so much. And we formed a good dynamic where I was just like a roommate. <laughs> I think they liked having you as a roommate. And yeah, they, you know, I stayed in the guest room. That's Patrick downstairs. Don't bother him. Yeah. He's an adult <laughs> roommate who can sometimes make rent, sometimes can't. He's on a night schedule, so we don't bother him in the morning. He helps around the house. He does the dishes sometimes. We don't care. Little Veda sitting outside your door yeah. hoping that you would wake up. Yeah, so they have a four-year-old daughter who we just love. And, Soon to uh, be four, right? End yep. of May. End of May. May 30, 30th. Uh, hilarious young lady, very talkative. And uh, yeah, she she really wanted to see me each morning. And uh, I only got to see her one morning. Uh, I guess we saw I saw her... I didn't get to see a lot of Veda, no. unfortunately. Your hours were very different from hers. Yeah, it turns out a comedian keeps different hours than a preschooler. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very opposite schedules. Yes, that is what turns out. Lots of the same sense of humor, though. Yeah, for you specifically, Yeah, I think. Um, and something, speaking of humor and like, let's say, let's say bathroom humor, because that's what I think like a toddler's into, right? Um, you had a little sneak attack from Heather's parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Day two of the trip. Uh, yeah, I thought because they they work real jobs, too. They're real adults with responsibility. I think they're retired. No, Dan and Heather. Oh, <laughs> Dan and Heather retired. Yeah, they, yeah. They're well, done. I mean, I retired. Yeah, you're retired. I retired. I started some insane career in comedy that uh is not paying it's paying <laughs> it's paying but i've retired from the grind of a real career and uh, that is, don't say real career <clears throat> well, this I is guess, a real career i know but i have access to like a very a few different safe careers that sure. i just repeatedly i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna do that yeah, but that's all. I know you're being <clears throat> self-deprecating, but no, I'm having fun with it. I'm just, I'm. Uh, what was the point I was trying to make about it? I don't know. Did I derail you? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. The the but like Dan and Heather are real people with like you know, they're employers. Yeah, they've got to be somewhere <laughs> at like eight thirty in the morning. One wouldn't say that we have employers, quote unquote. I mean, I have clients that will stop hiring me if I don't show up. But yeah. they have like actual employment. Yeah. 
So they left for work on, uh, I guess, Tuesday morning or whatever. I thought I was home alone. So I'm just like, really, I, 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 my sleep is terrible. So I'm like sleeping in and I never sleep good when I'm not in my own bed. And, and even then, not so great. Yeah. So I sleep in and uh, I end up in the bathroom 100% nude in the downstairs bathroom. Full George Costanza. Yeah, just 100% <laughs> nude. Dumping them out. That's what we say around the house. Listeners, you're our family now. I'm dumping them out. Okay? That's what which I is, call a number two. Which is the text that I received that you were totally naked, <laughs> dumping them out. Yeah. And and there's a quick knock at the door and then people entering. And not the bathroom, the house. The front door. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is like 15 feet from the bathroom I'm it's in. true. There's a vent in that bathroom, though, which is helpful for noise. Oh, for the fan. Yeah, yeah. but not, I don't have anything turned on because I'm just on my yeah, phone. you're living your life. I'm reading the news, Nobody's dumping home. them out, treating their home as if it's mine. They told you to do that, didn't I they? I am now, <laughs> I'm, 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 hey, I'm a roommate. I pay rent to live here. I didn't pay anything to stay. Uh, the thank you cards in the mail, you guys. Um, so, anyway. Uh, and by that, I mean a dog of flaming shit. A dog? Damn it. A bag of flaming shit. I would shit. never. Because that, I mean, they would compost it for me. They are composting That's true. Family. That's true. They're very green. Anyway, before I blew it. So the parents, Heather's parents, all of a sudden are saying hello. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> through the doorway. Through uh, the door, right? Like the door is closed yeah. and you're like, hi. Yeah. And they're like, hey, it's Heather's parents. We're just here to do some work in the basement. Were they like, oh, we forgot you were staying here. No, it was just like, <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're just doing some electrical work in the basement. Were you like, it's Patrick? <laughs> no, I was just like, okay. I, I just assumed they knew I was there. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to get in the shower. Do you need the hot water for anything? And they said no. And like part of me was like, well, should I cut this? short this work i'm doing in here should i cut it short because nobody wants to switch horses midstream you know you don't ever hear that expression i don't know where where am i (laughs) (laughs) you are in the bathroom with me Uh, yes i've moved many of my bowels but not all of them Uh, yeah you do that's something you talk about which i always find interesting some and then you judge me for it because then you're like i don't well, no, I'm saying you, sometimes you judge me on the quality of my movements. Okay. We gotta, like, we gotta. Like you don't believe that I v- often <laughs> have very satisfying and healthy ones. Um, so, Nobody wants to hear this. I think we're being vague enough. Maybe they don't even know what we're talking about. Okay. Everybody does it. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Come on. Everybody poops. Uh-huh. Everybody poops. Come on. That's what I'm going to sing That's to the, our on the Beyonce child. film. That's on the yeah. Beyonce homecoming. She's like, everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Put the seat down. Sit down. Yeah, everybody poops. Put the seat down. All the single ladies, all the single men, all the couple ladies, all the coupled men, like think, everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I'm communicating through the door with people I can't see that I haven't seen in four to five years since, have your their, <laughs> since their wedding. Uh, 
And anyway, I get in the shower. I dump them. I you dump them in the shower. Yep, I <laughs> squeeze it on down that drain. Oh. Uh, and and then I, uh, you know, they're really going to town down there. They're hammering. They're sawing. They're building. Well, what it is, Dan is building a music studio for him and his daughter to make music. Which and is that so. Is, I was gonna make another butt joke, but that is so oh, lovely. Melts my heart. Yeah. And the parents are chipping in, doing electrical. And it's all good. It's all, I didn't really care. And they definitely did not care that you were like doing your thing up there. Yeah, yeah. But awkward nonetheless. Yeah, it's one of those things. Life, man. And the text message I received while I was working really cracked me up. Really cracked me up. Uh, What did I even write? I don't know. Um, Because I, while you have been on this New England journey, I have not been on a journey i've been on an emotional journey mm-hmm. missing you being like where are you where is my han mm-hmm. uh just saying that out into the ether mm-hmm. but really i've just been walking down the street every day about 10 to 15 minutes um literally down the street to a photo studio that i've been working at every single day for the past three weeks i'm going on week number four uh which is great. I'm making money. I'm working with good people. I'm well taken care of by the producer. There's fucking catering. It's great. Like living the dream. It's great. But I've really been just like in Bushwick for weeks, um, which is great. I love that. I don't have to get on the train to go to this job. Uh, but you are just like on a sojourn across country. And I was like, I'm just taking the trash walk down Mm -hmm. Knickerbocker to Morgan Avenue. And let me tell you, it is a fucking trash walk. Yeah. You were doing that walk everywhere between 830 and 9am. Uh, usually leaving the house at like 820, 830. Yeah. There is just a lot of trash on the street. So much trash and it's like that's why skip thinks in new york city we don't live we just exist because there's trash everywhere we'll you, get to that you want- <laughs> oh skip i'm coming for you on we're our use- podcast we're using real names and we're gonna fucking get into yeah, it yeah well that's all i have to say really it's been good i've been making new friends and um hanging out with old ones and pinning clothes to foam core boards and making that money making that cheddar she needs know? bags for her money I need bags for my money. Uh, This is the text that I wrote in real time. (laughs) I'm dumping them in the bathroom, about to shower, no clothes on, and Heather's parents just got here to do some work in the basement. Just had a very awkward hello through the door. And you wrote, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Uh, And our next texts are images that Dan took in the morning of veda peeking through underneath yes. my door to see if i was awake so she could hang out with me well and i of course immediately texted heather after you sent that to me and i was like hey your parents just showed up at your house did you know they were coming she was like oh that's nice no they didn't tell me that <laughs> uh, and that's when i was like huh i just wanted to whine to you about it i didn't want to make heather feel bad she doesn't give a fuck she thought it was funny i know Everybody relax. I just don't want to. I just I I don't ever want to talk to anybody. You know, people think I want to talk to them because I'm a comedian or whatever. But I don't ever want to deal with anything. And like you're so nice. Everyone thinks, quote unquote. And I'm like, no, he ain't. Oh, he's a nightmare. He's a fucking nightmare. You talk to him about systems. Don't get me started. (laughs) Although this was something we got into last episode. I am perfectly fine with systems. Just sometimes 
the over discussion of them is what pops me off. But let's not go down that road. Yeah. Yeah, hon. Let's not go down. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't give a shit. No, because I think I've lightened up a lot with you. You have. I think I've lightened up slash given up, okay? Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh had a lovely week with that family. Um the shows were great. I don't want to nerd out too much about comedy stuff. I don't know. What else what else can I add in there that's relevant to us? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there were highs, there were lows. You had a fun time Oh, I, I screamed. I didn't scream, but I yelled at my first college audience. I, oh, a bunch yeah. of these students at this school were just like sitting all the way in the front of the audience, but like doing work on their laptops and like on their phones and like... One girl was full on napping with her head down on the table. And I just started making fun of them because I'm like, I was, it just made me angry that they came to a performance where a person was clearly performing and that was the level of attention they gave me. But that's also so fucked up. Like, yes, it's fucked up that those kids did that. But also like they were, these kids were treating you like it was television or something. Yeah, that like they, they could, could just passively choose to not. Right. Yeah. But that's also because of the space in which you were performing and yeah. that did not create an ambiance of like, I am a person performing. Take me seriously. It yeah. was just like, yeah, he's here. Take it yeah. and leave it. Like, no, it was a cafeteria. It was essentially a cafeteria. There's a, uh, in between jokes, I could hear the woman screaming order numbers <laughs> at the other I end can't. of the room. She go, number 85, chicken fingers. <laughs> and this is the show I do about addiction and alcoholism. And then I'm like, so, and that's that's when I uh, lost the person I thought I was going to marry. That's when we decided we needed to break up. Which Number 86, God. French fries. <laughs> I'm like, alcoholism had its claws in me and I couldn't stop drinking no matter what I did and my life just kept getting worse and worse and I started thinking about suicide number 87 milkshake <laughs> I'm like I give me that milkshake I'll fucking swim in it yeah you're like I'm actually gonna like full the movie carry and like pig's blood dump that milkshake over my head I will face fuck that milkshake just to get these kids back on my side uh and then that some of the people, very challenging. some of the people on the staff that like planned the event were like chatting at the back of like where the seats and rows were. Why are people so dumb? And I'm like, how are you? Ha why are you chatting? And the, there's too many lights on it because there's no real lighting in there, so it's just like overhead fluorescent yeah. lights. And it just it was all so distracting and annoying that I just kind of like I just kept making fun of them. I was like, oh, so you're just gonna nap right there? You're gonna take a nap? What do you start is and you're studying? Are you studying on how to nap better? I was just making the worst jokes. Yeah, I mean, and then I had to apologize. At one point, I was like, "I'm sorry, I I, I was just annoyed earlier. I, I know I, I, it's probably stupid of me to come up here looking like a substitute teacher and then start talking like one." And that got a laugh, and then eventually it got them back. You won them back. I think so. God, what a hard. What a hard one. Yeah. Because, I mean, th these have run the gamut, right? It's like you've had some that have just been, like, fucking amazing yeah. where you have such a captive audience. I'm, I'm doing Beyonce's, like, knee-knocking dance, yeah. you know? I'm just, I've got <laughs> yeah. pyrotechnics You're doing me. Beachella and they are engaged, yeah. you know? And then it's, like, then cut to this random school that is, like, you know, 
the food hall. Yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot as I go. It's just... Of course. You know, it's I'm, a great, lot of... I'm grateful for it. There's a there's a handful of people that I think it really connected with. Yeah. And uh, I met a lot of really kind people who weren't the lame audience members. Uh, so, whatever, you know? Well, and as my therapist, Nuna, likes to remind Nuna. me <laughs> that our brains like to cling to the negative. Like, yeah. we are hardwired to cling to the negative or the fearful because you know is it survival yeah it's like evolutionary bullshit that like we needed that to survive but we don't need that to survive anymore it's like it's actually like killing us yeah (laughs) to like i was like that's probably what's causing cancer and shit is that we're just like cling to the negative and the fearful Mm. all the time wow that's my own theory uh but she was like you have to like in earnest practice looking at the positive and like really train your brain, which we've heard for so many years. Right. I mean, we know that, but find the gratitude I think as different things come up in your life as the years go on. You, you were like, Oh yeah, that thing that's applicable here. I need to remember that actually there were a few people that were totally present that loved that I was there giving this performance and the kid that was napping, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And I also, uh, it makes me think of, like, the idea of abundance, that there will be many more shows. Totally. There will be many more great shows. There's going to be some stinkers, too, but there will be other opportunities to, like, actually connect and have fun and feel present and feel like a powerful performer and all those great things. And this is just part of being an artist and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, right? Is like not every single show, performance, photo shoot, whatever is going to be something that you're like, this is the reason I got into this. Yeah. Speaking of vulnerability, just a side note, we need to watch this Netflix special by Brene Brown tonight, maybe tonight or sometime. She was on Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, yeah. She, she told has, me I would love her. Right? Yeah, she's amazing. And her whole thing is about vulnerability right. as art, for artists and how it's a way we can connect as humans. And she's a social worker. And it's her whole gig is just how vulnerability can actually make our society better if we all kind of get honest about stuff. Matriarchy now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's thinking about that is kind of why I think it burns so much when I feel not, a. I don't want, I don't need to feel appreciated or a claim or anything. I just want to feel like people are listening. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I know how I feel about that. There is some like vulnerable stuff that I'm sharing about and it's like to just feel like people are like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Well, the whole thing is vulnerable, right? It's a show about you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, obviously it's bigger than that because you're hoping to just connect with people and their experience your story is just an example but it's still like what you created so yeah yeah, of course it's like it's quite the feat hun honestly like there's no fucking way that i would want to go in like knowing i'd have some other I have good performances too, but then there's going to always be that fucking dining hall one mm. that I just have to like power through. Can you imagine? That is hilarious to think about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Yeah. No. Well, no, I can't. But uh, I would just burn the place yeah. down. Yeah. I would be screaming at the people that booked me. Yeah. Maybe not screaming, but I would just be like, we're professional, right? Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah. it would be a real, I would be getting in people's faces. Yeah. Whereas you're like, part of the deal. That is interesting. Now you're like, can we actually go on tour together? Well, no. Now <laughs> what I'm thinking about is like, you know, like with my therapist, Jenny, she helps me like talk like because it's a lot of times just like breaking down like what it takes to be a professional doing this work yeah. and how many different roles I have to play. And like some some days I have to put on my manager hat. Some days I have to put on my public relations hat or some hours. It's usually hourly. I have to change these roles to do all the different tasks to make all this happen. And the coat rack you have to bring with you, too. Yeah. For hat, all those hats. A lot rack. of hats. <laughs> I've got hat boxes, hat racks. It's a real Mary Poppins bag situation, you know. I, I've got the green accountant visor hat. <laughs> yes. I have a captain's hat for when there's boating involved. Oh, the things he pulls out of this bag, I swear. I have uh, condoms, which are just little hats for your penis. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's hats. Um, that's hats. It's our but, new store. <laughs> but she'll she'll like remind me that I'm doing these things. I'm doing them well. I'm getting better at some. Some she never says any of them need improvement, but I know which ones I need improvement on. But I always kind of like I'm always like just like thinking like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like she's kind of blowing smoke up my ass. She's like one of my biggest emotional fans, sure. you know. Jenny loves you. But now picturing you doing a gig like that does make me think like, oh, yeah, I'm like, it's kind of crazy. I like show up to these places alone and like do all these things with these strangers. Like these, many of them are not children. They're students. I keep saying kids. They're not, they're 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 students. But they're they're very young adults with very little experience with producing things. uh, And I have to, there's a lot of like emotional labor Yes. that goes into like making this thing happen. Yes. And it's like, I just, it does make me think of six years worth of like setting up open mics. And then the, all yeah. the years before that working as a TV producer and all the years before that playing in bands, like dealing with how to make a microphone work or yeah. make sure the lights work correctly. And I do forget like all those years of all those different headaches and curveballs really have gotten me to a point where I can perform in a goddamn cafeteria <laughs> and make it through uh, somewhat graciously. That yes. was this was the least gracious of the 11 shows I had this but year. But still pretty gracious. But it yeah, like, like like it was fine. And, uh, you know, it would have been a lot of me doing that laugh that, you know, so well, where I'm just like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like that's that's not a laugh. That's just the sound her vocal cords make when her blood is boiling. <laughs> yes. That's what that sound is. <laughs> oh, don't be confused. That's not laughter. <laughs> yeah. You should run. And when you hear all of her oxygen exhaling <laughs> through her nostrils <laughs> like a dragon, she's mad. Yeah. <laughs> run. True. It's true. If you look very closely, you can see some coming out of my ears. Yeah. You have to look very mm-hmm. close. Yeah. Not to be confused with my very relaxed Ujjayi breath. Yes, yes. I like picturing you driving to yoga late and you're like, what the fuck? Get out of the way, asshole. You mean like every time I go to yoga? (laughs) (laughs) You mean every fucking time I drive to class? Yes. 
Well, I do want to say thank you for the kind words, hon. That's very nice of you I to recognize. I feel recognized by you. I feel seen and and respected. I'm and that's all that I want in this patriarchal home. I'm glad that you're receiving it that way because I mean it. Like, you have a skill set that I don't have, you know? Likewise, and that's why we're good. Uh, we, have, we have a good duo here. The yin and yang. Uh. What the hell are we talking about? So, yeah. So then we had big plans for the weekend. Yes. Because I had my show in Boston. Yes. Somebody I want to shout out publicly. Uh, wow. This guy, Tom Dustin, is a comic in Boston. I did a guest spot on his show that he was headlining. Fucking hysterical. Oh. So funny. He's got an album on Spotify. It's not for the faint of heart. If you're if you're a very uh, prude, if you're a prude, there's some like, like there's a few racist jokes on there. Oh, that are just funny. They're just funny. Are they jokes. smart? Yes. Is it observational? They're smart. They will make you laugh. I'm not even tell you is, what they he are. He is a white man. He's no? a white guy. He's a Boston guy. He's like the most Boston person, but like not like a jock or whatever. Not a bro. Mm. He's hilarious. I'm going to play you some of it. See if you like it. Uh, racist jokes. Not racist. Racial, I'll say. Okay. All right. Um, But really, really funny. And uh, I think this weird thing did happen, though. And I'm in my head about it. So I just was doing a 10-minute spot. It doesn't go well for me. It was fine. It was. I didn't kill it. It was a tough room. There was like... I think 25 people in a room of like 150 seats. Everybody's kind of like bummed that it's like a low attended show. Were they spread out also? They were too spread out. They were too far back. There was no no. stage. The stage was you. No stage. And it was like on a dance floor. No stage with 100 seats? Yeah, no stage. You're just standing on the same level as where the seats are. That is a nightmare. And then the lights are insane and you're standing in front of this tiki bar, uh, and then upstairs, aye, aye, aye. It, this is in the basement of the Wilbur Theater in Boston in a club called Cure. <laughs> upstairs is the Wilbur Theater where we've seen Marin live. Yes. Uh, there's a internationally known comic named Veer Das performing upstairs, mm. and he's sold it out. There's just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. line up the block for people to go see comedy in the same building where we are, but they're not there for us. Yeah. Oof. So there's a vibe in the room and I'm like the one New York comic amongst these Boston comics and like nobody's very friendly to me. The headliner was friendly enough, but like he's it they had like four other people doing guest spots and I think he was kind of like over that and I anyway, I went up right before him and my set went fine. It wasn't great. I was a little all over the place. I was just distracted by a lot of different things yeah, going yeah, yeah, on. And yeah. I was nervous because a guest spot for, a, it, this is a for a club. I'm using air quotes for club because it's not a physical location club, but it is a comedy entity that I would like to work for it's more. It's a name, yeah. So it's it feels like an audition and my set goes only okay. And then I get off stage and as I'm passing the headliner who's about to go up, he goes, ah, that's a little much. And I can't tell if he was talking about me and the material I did, or if he was talking about whatever the host was saying to introduce him in that moment. I'm hoping it's the latter. Like I'm hoping the host was but saying, it didn't seem like he was saying it to you as you were coming off stage. You couldn't tell. He said it in my direction, but he didn't but look I, at you. 
I wasn't looking at him either because I was like, just like wanted to stay out of his way. And this is the guy you were just saying is so funny. Yeah. Uh, and because I mean, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. So I drove home like certain that I like messed up this opportunity. I was certain. I mean, whatever. You yeah, know? I, I've I've moved on. I guess it's just something I was gonna process aloud. Um, You're processing. I uh, I'm sorry, I can't be of more help. No, it's fine. My friend Cher, who was there, said she didn't think it could have possibly been All about right. me. All right. And he's I don't know. I he's like one of those guys. I mean, if it was, that's weird, right? No, I think I think there are some headliners that like will will kind of like fuck with you or like no but i'm saying that's about him like i'm saying that's weird in the sense that like it's not yeah like, like i you didn't do anything he's just fucking with you yeah. if that is yeah what he was doing yeah yeah anyway uh and guess what you're both in that fucking basement so that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> so suck it so when I left, I wasn't really in the mood. Like originally I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to like a late show. Cause I was trying to get booked on a late show somewhere else. And, I, and then I was kind of like, well, maybe I'll go see more comedy somewhere else. And I was like, you know what? I just got to get the hell out of here. So I start driving out of Boston. The rain is coming down. It is. You're like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking hightail it out of the city. I hightail it out of the city. First stop at a Wendy's. Yeah. Hate to fuck just it. Hate fuck a Frosty and a half a harvest salad. I you love, love a, a Wendy's. Salad. You love a Wendy's. <laughs> I mean, eight bucks. You get a pretty good, pretty good little pretty dose. Pretty good. Little pretty dose good. of nourishment. And then I drive for another hour. I get sleepy. Got to stop. Get gas. Take a nap. Want to nap for twenty minutes? End up napping for like a full hour. Come to at one thirty in the morning with another hour and a half to drive. That's a sad, lonely drive. <laughs> oh. When you've just woken up at a gas station. And there's so much rain and I'm listening to my favorite murder to pass the time. Hun, hun. It's like, just drive this car into a ditch. No. End it, you know? No. Anyway, I drive to Walden, New York, where I crash in the Helen suite at my dad's house. Uh, and I wake up. Nobody's home. All alone mm. in the Helen suite. And as my sister and I discussed later that day. There's nowhere to sit in this apartment. Oh, nobody's home. All right. My dad is living in a, what is it? A two bedroom apartment and he sleeps there, but there's very little furniture in the whole place. So I can't do, I, I, I just go sit in the car to wait for my sister to come. Oh my God. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. I just showered and then I went outside. I mean, I knock, mean it was only 20 minutes. You didn't I, knock I on the Maryland's door? To be like, hey, what's up? I think they were out. I didn't hear any action in the whole house. You went and sat in the car. For like 20 minutes. And then my sister came. And then my sister had a day of bonding. What a nice day yeah, of bonding. Yeah, that's nice. My, my dear sister, Rebecca, is a healthcare provider. She's a nurse. She's a helper. She mm -hmm. works at a psychiatric inpatient hospital. Which is definitely not for the faint of heart. No. And she's just amazing. We had such a nice time hanging Aww. out. We went to lunch with my mom at Felicia's Diner. Been there. Yep. And then we... Carpeted. And then we... Yes. And they need to call Stanley Steamer. There's a lot of stains there. And smells probably too. 
I didn't get I didn't get down in there, but oh, I did I, have. I bet I would have smelled something. I had a pretty rock and breakfast. I have to say. Ooh, like rock and roll. Yeah, I had the uh, I had the half stack deluxe French toast. So it was wow. a piece and a half of French toast, and uh, eggs. And well done bacon and a coffee, and it really hit the spot. Wow, that sounds like your kind of breakfast. I was that's like, for sure. thank you so much, Felicia. Do you know that I go to your satellite office in Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> to get my haircut at Felicia's? Yeah, you love a Felicia. Hey, Felicia, this is Felicia. She feeds me. She cuts my hair. I just love ladies named Felicia or Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Anyway, uh, and then we walked on the rail trail. Cute. Yeah, it's like a nature walk between. Why haven't we ever done that? It's nice. It's very straight. It's one straight line. But before you know it, you've walked two miles and you got your blood pump and you walked off half your French toast and you connected with your sister. Oh, it's wonderful. Way to go. And it leads to Shanti Mandir, which is this yoga uh, complex that is built. Right. So I think like we should go there because you should check it out. We'll do a class. Check out the gift shop. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. There's it's a meditation. That really sounds like my type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a meditation and yoga farm or something. Love it. But yeah, it was just nice to like do that with her and like spend that kind of time and just chat and catch up. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to Aunt Nat's for cousin Emma's eighth birthday. Woo! We both tattooed ourselves with multiple mermaid temporary tattoos. This was a child's birthday party. Check out correct? my Instagram stories for all the cool images. Ooh, pretty cool, dude. Yeah. And Aunt Nat is always just a, uh, a rip roaring good time. <laughs> for sure. Catch up on uh, what the way she sees things. Yep. Uh, no, it was always great to see her. We She's a very unique person, very funny person. Always loved hearing Aunt that spin a yarn you know when i was a oh. kid just talking trash yeah getting buzzed <laughs> letting letting things fly in front of kids that yeah there's a lot of like we get this at the family parties there's like a lot of like leaning in yeah. and being like well you know she hasn't talked yeah. to him since fucking 85 yeah. so <laughs> she's, whatever she's got a catalog of grudges <laughs> a lot of the lean in and like she thinks she's whispering but yeah. really she's just talking at like yeah. a normal volume yeah she's like we get a load of this fucking bitch and it's kind of fun observing my sister because after that we then went and had dinner with our dad and uh rebecca and oh, i no, are, oh yeah felicia's was with your mom then the party then dinner with your dad okay. yeah dinner with our dad and his girlfriend camilla and then a few of his friends Skip being one of them. I realize we're going way over time here, but everybody wants to know the fascinating oh, conclusion about Skip. <laughs> so the time you met Skip. So the whole reason I went home after all these shows in New England uh, was that there is a big tractor pull on Sunday. Hey! Like a memorial event for my cousin Jimmy who died. And yes. it's it's this big thing. The whole family goes. And, and it's, it's been years since he passed yeah, right yeah and uh my dad is a farm equipment mechanic and like his whole social scene is amongst the farmers and they hang out at farmers these only baby tractor pulls it's like a event it's like a x games for farmers what's your joke about it uh whichever farmer can drag the other farmer's tractor the furthest he's the most racist oh uh, oh I mean, so, it's true. <laughs> you know, that joke is actually as fucked up as uh, Skip's 
bullshit joke he likes to mm. make. It's equally close-minded. I would say that yours is accurate, whereas his is close-minded, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's why we were there, and you were going to take a train up to come meet me up there because yeah, I just wanted you and I to have some FaceTime with family yeah. and see people catch up. Uh, tractor pull ended up getting canceled. Yeah. But my sister and I still went to dinner, which was great because I, I did want to see my dad. My dad is in high, very high spirits, which is, I get pretty rare. I mean, it's rare. He's to, smoking a pack a day. He's banging Camilla and he's got more yeah. work than he knows what to do with. He is wheeling and dealing All out right? there on the auction circuit. <laughs> Watch out for my dad. If you're at an auction for tractor equipment, he's a shark. <laughs> Hey, listeners, if any of you are at farm equipment auctions, be sure to keep your eye on Mr. Paul Holbert. Paul Martin Holbert. And is his middle name Martin? It is Martin. Isn't it funny that your dad's <laughs> name is Paul Martineau and my dad's name is Paul Martin? That's funny. I mean, we're definitely... And they're so similar. I mean, they are similar in some ways mm. and then could not be more different in others. Yeah, my dad, <laughs> he has no idea who Ant- Anthony is on Queer Eye. <laughs> yeah. He might know Tan. I don't know. Your dad is not doing a triple header, which is the Today Show into Kelly and Ryan into the Rachel Ray Show. No, he's going to Stewart's gas station <laughs> to talk to Leroy DeGroat about what's in the news. That's where he's getting his news from. <laughs> he's getting his news from the Walk Hill Times Herald record and talking to fucking Butch Freer about <laughs> what's going on in the Orange County elections. I'll never forget what I told my dad that, um, I mean, I think this is okay for me to say, that your stepdad was... He like had a shed built in the backyard and he like goes into the shed and like drinks beers. Yeah. And like explaining that to my dad and my dad was like, wait, what? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, like he goes into this shed, like he hangs in the shed. It's like his like fucking man cave or whatever. And he like drinks beers. And my dad was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Which can't you just hear? Oh, well, yeah. That was back when Bill uh, would leave the house. Right, right, And he right, would sit right. in a shed. Right. Now his shed is in the house. <laughs> now in- the emotional shed yes. is is inside of the house. Yes. The call is coming from inside the house. His, his reclining chair in front of the Fox News TV yes. is his shed. Yes. Correct. What is wood shedding? When people say, that was my wood shedding phase. Is that when you're gathering oh. material? Or is that when you're like... Well, because there's watershed. There's like a watershed moment. There's like a wood wood shedding. Anyway, I don't think that's Listeners call in. That's not what Bill was doing. Anyway. Anyway, Your dad. We go to a restaurant in town. I won't get into the details of this, but somehow this restaurant, which dinner usually takes two hours. This became a four-hour experience. Oh, my God. And it's just fun to observe my sister in that environment because her and I are just different in how we communicate but i think we both register what is odd in the same yes, way yes and like the dinner it was just it was a little odd from beginning to end every moment of it i mean from the moment we pulled into the driveway there was a manhole cover that was like being newly installed but they didn't like bolt it in or something so and my sister rolled over it because it's it appears to be i don't think she saw it but it you know you can drive over those things it fucking 
busts off the thing and like you could feel the car almost like go into this hole. Oh my God. And that was like the perfect metaphor for like how this whole dinner went. But <laughs> we order our meals and we get our salads and like between the salad and the meal took like an hour for like the food to come out. And in that hour, my dad is picking up every phone call that comes his way mm. and his phone is hot because the tractor pull has so, been canceled. Oh, right, right, and right. people got to know the info. Yeah, 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 yeah. They want the tea. Paul They're- Holbert, Paul Martin Holbert still using a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him, by the way. I'm thinking about going back to the oh, flip shut phone. Shut the fuck I'm up. doing it. I'm shut doing it. I'm going up. to Verizon tomorrow. <laughs> And on his like third call, he like goes in his pocket to get it. And he's got the jingle jangle rotary phone ringer on. That's like so loud. It's like the loudest thing in the restaurant. And people his age also, they don't ever think to hit the button on the side to silence it while they like clumsily try to open the phone. It's like it's ringing the whole time. Yeah. And the phone is nestled neatly behind a pack of Marlboro light cigarettes in his lights. Yeah, he went light. He's, ever since the emphysema came, he figured <laughs> he's going to get healthy. He's like, healthy. I better, yeah. you know, diet yeah. soda for me. As a kid, he was doing uh, uh, camel unfiltered, Ooh, yeah. non-filtered camels. Then he went to Marb Reds. Oh, God. Uh, and then Marlboro Lights now. Wow. I'm picturing him with a like a skinny Capri in those <laughs> mangled hands. His hands are all mangled from the work he does. Am I being too unkind? I mean, we're I'm letting, painting a picture. You're letting people in, you know, these like we all have things with our parents and have descriptions of yeah. how they are and how they live. You're not alone. He bought me my dinner and it was very good. And you love him. It was slow. Yeah, I love him. He's he it was really an interesting vibe he had yesterday. He went to two funerals. He went to a funeral and a memorial. <laughs> He's telling Skip ends up at dinner and he tells Skip, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah, Arthur's Memorial, good crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Things really change when you get older. So let's cut to Skip. So, so in between character. salad and dinner, my dad picks up the phone. It's Skip. Turns out Skip and Bill and Skip's wife are looking Skip. for a place to eat. And my dad says, come eat with us. And right away I start thinking, well, what are the mechanics of this going to be? Like, We've already got food in. Are they just going to join us? They're going to have to pull a table. That becomes a whole thing in itself. Skip comes. Nice man. Skip is a great friend to my dad. Like he is a a guy that's been really, he's really been there for my dad and our whole family in in a lot of big ways. Uh, But the first time you ever met him was after one of these tractor pulls. We went to a diner. And you were there, right? When he said this famous line. This is six years ago. This was also, continue, sorry. Six years ago. And we're talking about where we're from. We live in the city. Yup, Brooklyn. Yeah, we do like it. Yeah. Uh, They always have the same questions. You like it down there? Too many people for me. I don't know about that. It's the, you you like it? Like they can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Skip dropped this truth bomb that you could tell he loves to say. He said to us, you know, people in New York City, they don't live, they just exist. Like a real Fox News correspondent. Yeah. yeah. And I 
can only assume what he means by that is that we don't have a full happy life because we're dealing with whatever he perceives to be negative about New York City. So ever since he said that... So many different races, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so much diversity. So much diversity, so many gays, you know? It's like, God. Yeah. And I always kind of like was like, like I resented hearing that that first time, you know, and I was like, oh, that's lame. And so I wrote a joke about it. So I, I have a bit about that this guy said that to me and it's a fun bit. I like doing the joke, but I always have this little part of me that's like, ah, I shouldn't like crap on people from my hometown, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever he's Trying got his life. Walk the line. Yeah. But then last night at dinner verbatim, the same conversation comes up again his wife has forgotten that we've met. She's forgotten that I made a video that has 3000 views on YouTube. I think 4,000 oh, yeah. views on view- YouTube about the tractor pull in my hometown. Uh, check it out at patrickholbert.youtube.com. <laughs> However that works. They've forgotten. Like I'm the son of my dad that does that stuff uh, that I'm the creative you're like, one. That- I made something about you. Yeah. Celebrating it. Uh, <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah, so, fucking assholes. So she is like, well, they're like 86. They, I don't fucking care. So she's reminding herself who I am. And she finally puts all the pieces together, rediscovers that I live in Brooklyn. And then all the questions come. You like it down there? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Blah, blah, blah. And then skip, Here comes skip, skip to Maloo. Skip to Maloo, wipes the corner of his, uh, corners of his mouth Ew. with his napkin, puts it down on his lap and says, you know, people in New York City... They don't live down there. They just exist. And I do the, I do my version of your laugh. I'm like, <laughs> like, but in my head, I'm like, you really like that's he got bits. like he's got bits about it. And it's verbatim all these years later. Like this is something that he's clinging to. And it's just like, it really annoyed me and it's like i'd love to know how many times skip has actually been to new york city too yeah and he's traveled the world like he's gone to other countries he took my dad to to germany and amsterdam and you know which i appreciate but and like that's why it's confusing too right because it's like he's a wealthy guy who's traveled the world and yet like has this perspective yeah uh so yeah, that that was just I just found that to be annoying, it left a bad taste in my mouth, but also kind of like also made me makes me feel a little bit justified in feeling yeah, fuck him. Like, He's just an old dude. Well, just feeling like I don't really need to win him over or any of them over. Like I'm I I'm going to continue being myself in my life and like accept anyone else for who they are. Uh, but I'm not going to like try very hard if I can tell like he would never try hard to really connect with me. No. So I also remember the when the first time he dropped that adorable bomb on us uh, six years ago. He also was complaining about teachers unions. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and how like they just want all this money. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there being like teachers like what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You think teachers unions are the fucking enemy? Mm. Like what? So this is who we're dealing with. Yeah. You know? But anyway, it was a lovely dinner. <laughs> I did actually really enjoy chatting with my dad's gal friend. Uh, she's she's a, she's a very interesting person, kind of a wackadoo, but like really fun. 
uh, and funny. Her and her dad seemed to have yeah. some sort of fucking weird connection. <laughs> yeah, they they really were on the memorial funeral circuit. Uh, and it was just it was it was fun to catch up with all them and uh, and you showed up. That's what family's for. You showed up. Yeah. You had a really good time with your sister. You saw both your parents. Like, that's I, what we do, right? My sister and I made the um, fatal mistake of not driving separately to Oof, the restaurant. So yeah. we did have to wait for that hang to wind down. Uh, it was dragging on so long. Skip's, th- their side of the table's check came out and it became like this debate about why was it so expensive. And I, I decided my tactic was to go walk to their end of the table and say, well, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. It was nice seeing everybody. I was going to invent that I'm a smoker just to get out of the restaurant. I also like the idea that like that dinner stressed you out so much that you did become a smoker. Yeah. Like you went and bought a pack of cigarettes <laughs> for the first time ever. I'm just like smoking <laughs> 10 at a time on the drive home. No, Well, luckily I didn't even have to deliver that line because the wife was like, oh, nice to see you. Bye. And then I, we, we did leave. Uh, and when I, said goodnight to my dad and my sister. It was very lovely. It was a lovely goodbye. But there is that moment when you finally leave a situation where you can just like breathe a sigh of, I I guess it's relief or I guess it's just like you can breathe like, okay, I'm finally back in my own private bubble again. I think we all do that. I'm not performing anymore for these people. Yeah. You do it. Like even if you have people you love over your house, of course, Every like literally every time I leave anyone, no matter how much I love them, I'm like, oh, thank God that's over, which I don't feel that way with you. Sometimes I do. (laughs) Sometimes when you leave for work, I'm like, all right, now I can really spread my wings. Great. I'm just kidding. I was Uh, being nice, but you don't want to be. So that's cool. No, you are the one person that I feel like. You oh, really he's kn- touching my foot lovingly now because he knows he was being a fucking asshole. <laughs> you do know the real me. Like, oh, yeah. Because you got to hear the real me when I when I <laughs> called you. So I got in the car. I started driving for like five minutes. And then I called you. And I was like, I'm pulling into an Arby's drive-thru right now to oh get a milkshake. Because I, I, I didn't get dessert at dinner. And I just, I have to, I'm like on a backslide right now with the sugar. And I will eat sugar to soothe myself yep. and milkshakes are the fucking quickest way to it's just a road dog. binge. Yeah. I used to suck down tall boys in taxi cabs, whiskey in a ginger ale bottle on the subway. That's how I would sneak my drugs. Now I'm sneaking milkshakes, lonely road milkshakes. <laughs> they're so sad and they're rarely satisfying. So he pulls up. And I got you on speakerphone. I'm on speakerphone. He pulls up to it. What was it? An Arby's? Yeah. At a pilot truck stop. I mean, (laughs) just envision it, if you will. Uh, Pulls up to the window. I'm hearing him order. He asked for a milkshake. Then I hear the voice on the other end say, oh, our machine isn't working. Yeah. Or it's down or something. And... As like as soon as I hear it, I say out loud, "Ho ho, he's not gonna like that." And before I finish that sentence, Patrick yells out the window into the fucking speaker at the man who's taking the order, "You are Satan, you are the devil." <laughs> <laughs> 
But then you were like, oh no, you are Satan. You are the devil. Now there's got to be something you can do, right? Like we can turn that machine back on just one milkshake. What can you do? Oh, like I'm sure we could fix this somehow because all I want is a milkshake right now. And he was like, oh man, I feel bad about that. And I'm just like, is this happening? Like I'm on the other line listening to this and he's, the guy feels bad and offers you a a fountain soda for free. He's like, well, can I get you another drink since you came all this way? And I was like, yeah, I'll take a club soda, please. And you're like, okay, man, love ya. <laughs> well, then then I was like, but wait a second, because then I made eye contact with it, because it turns out the window is like in eyesight of the oh. kiosk. And then I'm looking at the guy, and I and then I just start riffing, because really I was performing for you at this point. And I was like, but wait a second, are you just offering me the drink so that you can spit in it? Oh, yeah. Is it just a ploy for you to spit in it? And he didn't hear you say that. And so you had to say it again because he was like, what? And you were like, you know, to spit in it. <laughs> and he was like, why would I do that? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the most earnest man in an Arby's drive through And my hun's like, you are Satan? <laughs> you are the devil. But Meanwhile, they, he's a fucking angel on earth, yeah. just like fighting the good fight, offering yeah. you complimentary soda because you're a man on the edge. And he's like, this guy is unhinged. This, <laughs> this hand, this milkshake. I could not believe the first words out of your mouth when he told you the machine wasn't working was, you are Satan, you are the devil. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Like, oh my God. You're not wrong? No, like some like a milkshake machine should work at all times. Every You've come into this you've like yes. been at this place before. I only have a 50% success rate when I I think it's the hours, right? Like they turn it off at a certain point but in the night. But that was only like 8 p.m. But yes, the, but there I think are that's nights the move, There are nights I'm coming home from comedy, it's like 1 in the morning and I know walking in the door it's probably not going to happen cuz the milkshake machine probably not on. But I will say Ladies and gentlemen, Checkers on First Avenue near 14th Street. <laughs> that fucking machine works all the time. That's your drug dealer right there. I have to quit. I have to go back to the gym. You it's are over. Satan. You are the devil. What you should have said was like, actually, that is directed at the machine itself because I have a problem yeah. and he rules my life. Should I make amends to that guy? Should I call up? No, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, anyway, I made it home. I ended up uh, face fucking a pint of Hagen Daz to myself while we watched. What did we watch? Is that when I put on the movie? When I put on Avengers? What did? Oh, I was watch. We watched some Veep episodes, and oh, then yeah. you put on the movie while I fell asleep on the couch. Yes. And, and here now we we're are. full circle Current. back to the Avengers. Current. <laughs> that was our week, everybody. Current. You going anywhere this week? You did a lot of yoga this week too. I did do a lot of yoga, but I feel like who cares because we're really pushing it with the time. Here. I have lots of gigs this week in the city, in New York yeah, City. Yeah, you're not traveling If this you'd week. like to come see me do comedy, come out one of these nights. Come out, come on, come on. Uh, I just have to pull up my document here and I, I would love... I just have to pull up my document. Hold on one second. I would love second. to see you at one of these gigs, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... Um, Oh, one of them got canceled. The one I was most looking forward to got canceled. All right. So Thursday night, I'm hosting at the Village Lantern on the uh, 730 show called 
um, Giggles and Cream. They give out free ice cream at this show, and it's uh, one of the best comedy shows in the city. They always get amazing comics. That's the Village Lantern on Bleecker Street, Thursday night. It's either the 7.30 show or the 8.30 show. I can't really remember. So uh, if you're interested, let me know. It's a very cheap ticket cover price, uh, probably like five bucks. Uh, Friday, May 3rd, really cool show. If you identify as a person in recovery, it's at the recovery spa on Irving Place. Uh, it's through the Big Vision um, group. Uh, they, they're they're uh, uh, a nonprofit that puts on all kinds of events for people who don't drink or do drugs. They're always sober events. They do knitting. They, they do volunteerism at animal shelters. They do really cool events, and they ha- asked me to put together a comedy show. We've got Evan Williams from the Comedy Cellar, Sydney Washington, who is, like, blowing up, uh, Lucian Formicella, and Laurel Bacon Cummings is going to perform. Ooh. That's Friday, May 3rd. That is... Uh, Eight o'clock. We'll start the show at eight thirty sharp, and uh, I just love doing recovery comedy. Um, and if I think if you're not in recovery, you can come, but you, you just can't drink, obviously. Uh, and then Saturday was supposed to headline at a brewery in Westchester, but they just canceled it because of venue problems. Um, and that's weird to go from a recovery show on Friday to a brewery on Saturday, but that's the kind of flexibility I have as an acrobat. That you is guys. the comedy lifestyle. You know, you adapt, you adapt, you adapt. Yeah. Um, but I have been loving headlining those breweries. It's so fun to do an hour of comedy about my weird stuff yeah. for these uh, party animals, you know? Anyway, this has been a great catch up. I feel, uh, I feel like, we got a lot of things off our chest. I feel this was very heavy on me and I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm happy to hear and receive and give feedback, commentary, unsolicited or solicited. This is Beyonce's homecoming, everybody. Beyonce's homecoming. If you want to change your life, throw on Netflix (laughs) and bow down. Bow down. Bow down to the queen herself um what about you you teach yoga thursday nights in greenpoint yeah i'm assisting um connor valentino's yoga class at new love city in greenpoint at 7 30 every thursday and um you know i'm trying to get out there i've i have big plans to be a yoga teacher somewhere somehow it's your vision it's my vision um yeah, that's it. Like, that's a wrap. You Should know? we start speaking out into the universe that we want to do a live show? We want to do some kind of variety we show do. that we host. There's There'll be comedy, maybe music, maybe dance, conversation, interview in a live environment for an audience to come to. We should put something on the calendar. We should just fucking like commit. Like, book a date. Yeah. And we'll, we're just going to do it. So we want to start telling people about it. and We want to gauge interest. Would you come out? Let us know. Hit us up on... Instagram, whatever. You would come, right? Yeah, Everybody? would you come? Would you come to our live show? Come, like, come and come. Yes. You know? Come. Like, we'll, all the coming is welcome. Why do the shocker bring your, symbol? Bring your uh, Thanos uh, sex toy and your yeah. uh, your Hulk. Oh, what's the Hulk sex toy? That's oh, just a butt plug. Jesus Christ. That's just a green butt plug. Uh, Yeah, I think... 
we should definitely put something on the calendar to make ourselves accountable accountable and like we know this is something we want to do and it would be so fun and we would be good at it yeah you know we'll get somebody super cool to talk yeah get maybe a comic to do a set exactly it'll be fun it'll be really fun it'll be so fun it'll be very fun it'll be really fun when you come uh you know the tickets will be affordable and um maybe we'll like give away some prizes or something yeah and like maybe one day we can like go on tour and do it in different cities and stuff like that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but this this episode was really fun and we're so glad you guys listened so um take care i'm i'm a diva i'm i'm a diva Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs>